Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a podcast talking about what matters most to WordPress developers and WordPress business owners. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plugin author, website owner, and developer working with Delicious Brains. And Jack's a plugin author and runs WordPress agency made with fuel. And now, on with the show. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Pressing Matters. Hey, Jack. How are you doing? And what have you been up to this week? I'm good. Um, been working on another new project this week. Um, this one's quite a big one. It's like a series of lots of little sites. Um, and I'm coding a parent thing to use on all of them. So it's quite a lot of work in, there's quite a lot of logic involved and lots of, it's very modulus, lots of partials, you know, get a template part, that kind of thing. Um, so that's, been busy. That's keeping me busy. Um, and my garden was finished yesterday, so it means I can start work on the foundations of my garden office next month. So I have a little break between it finishing and starting the next phase. So yeah, it's really nice to see that all being finished. That was like three weeks of distraction. Nice. Does it, does it look a wreck or is it kind of like done but ready for the next stage? It, yeah, a bit of both. Uh, it's like some turf kind of is missing and there's like a concrete not concrete there's like a hardcore kind of pad in one corner which is ready for the the office so it looks kind of a bit unfinished but at the same time it just looks really neat and tidy because before we had a patio there and that's all gone and all that sort of thing so it's like this huge great big blank canvas to start work really so it's it's good i'm excited nice yeah how about yourself uh yeah no i'm good uh this this week i've been caught up in you know the madness that is black friday kind of sorting out coupons and sending out emails for the plugin and the businesses that I run. And I've also been trying to collect loads of deals for WP App Store um, of other people's Black Friday deals. So that's kind of, yeah, it is just a mad period of the year, I think. Um, but I, and I've also been release testing the next version of WP Migrate DB Pro, which mm -hmm. is manual acceptance testing going through a spreadsheet of test to make sure that the plugin kind of still works after a bunch of changes um mm. so yeah release testing is fun or not fun but yeah but that's probably a topic for another time i'd imagine yeah uh, sure how are you collecting all your black friday kind of coupons from other people is it just kind of is it a manual thing or have you got searches set up um i so wp app store has uh numerous plugins and products that i'm an affiliate for and if those people are doing deals, I've, I'm then just showcasing them on one post, but it's with my affiliate link. So it's kind of, it's not for nothing. It's, it's that um, exposure for those, but you know, it's, it's affiliate marketing in the same way. Um, and it, and it's purely just a post with uh, an ACF repeater set up to display title of the, of the um, product. What's the coupon amount? What's the coupon and my affiliate link with an image. So I'm kind of just ease of adding them because what I didn't really expect to happen was I'd set up like 20 uh, that I'd got as a existing affiliate um, deals or affiliate links last night, sent an email out this morning and a load of people that obviously subscribe to the WP App Store list or the, the mailing list have come back and said, oh, I've got a product, can you add it? So I've kind of been fervently registering for more affiliate um, programs and putting those deals up as well. So it's been... Yeah, <laughs> madness today. But yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. 
So I thought this week, well, Jack, you and I both have plugins that we sell. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm interested in basically what data we collect from our users um, through those plugins in order for, I don't know, for support or for R&D or anything. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about for a while. We've been doing it with the plugins that I work on on Delicious Brains and some some of my own plugins. So yeah, I just wondered, first of all, I guess, what, what, do, you, what do you collect um, for, or if anything from your customers for better notifications? Yeah, sure. So I do have, I have very minimal usage tracking built into the plugin. Um, so I started off with just some Google analytic kind of uh, campaign kind of links. So if you click the add on store link, uh, which is a sub menu underneath notifications in the, you know, WP admin sidebar, uh, that would then obviously send them off to the site that would get recorded in Google analytics. I would know that someone came from their, you know, install to, to there. And there was no, personal information shared that I wouldn't know where they had come from. I just know that they come via that link, you know, um, I think it was event event tracking. So, so that was quite useful. And I did that on a couple of different places. So I could see if they were clicking the short code, uh, the, if you click the short codes button, it takes you off to a page on my site where you can see the short codes used in my plugin. Um, yeah. and I've done that very specifically so that I can, drive more traffic towards my website and have more people go there. There's also a huge amount of documentation on the site. So it helps kind of get people in the right place at the right time rather than having it built into the plugin. I know some people prefer it the other way around, but there are reasons. So it it helps me to to work out if they've clicked a button on uh, the short code button here or the short code button there and so on. So that's as, as far as I kind of got with that. I then started using Freemius. I think I used Freemius for about a year, and it was it was useful. It was very useful. Um, I'll come on to why I stopped using it in a minute. But uh, basically, it, it asks you things like when you install the, you, you basically include one of their you know files. Uh, it talks to your Freemius account and then sends the information over. And it does things like when you uninstall the plugin, it asks you, well, why did you uninstall that? And it gives you a, a bunch of reasons to you can pre-select or you can write other that kind of thing um you know if you deactivate it again same sort of thing it'll pop up first and it gives you the reasons to choose um it also sends things about you know php version wordpress version uh, version of the plugin that they're using uh and then you get some metrics after a while things like how many people deactivate it how many people don't deactivate it how many people have opted in for tracking versus opted out that kind of thing so there's mm-hmm get quite a lot of data quite quickly through Freemius. Um, and it's got a, like, I think it's got really good mechanisms for built in, uh, built in that to, to help you kind of find out certain things, try and, um, you know, develop features. And I certainly used it to develop features in my plugin. Um, I could see what things people were missing, like they installed the plugin and thought, oh, I was expecting this functionality, so I uninstalled it. It might have been something I already had on my roadmap. It might not have been. It might have been something that I could prioritize. It was very useful for all that sort of stuff. Did you, did did you find that? Sorry, did you find they actually filled out that pop-up at the, when they deactivated to say, why have you deactivated? Were you actually getting you know, good data coming from, from that that said yes, it was absolutely. missing feature A? And, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, obviously not everyone fills it out. And those that opt out, I think, don't get to see any of that stuff anyway. Um, and I would say that more people opted out than opted into kind of usage tracking. Um, 
and that's fine. That's you know, it's up to it's up to them. Um, but the the stuff I did get, I thought was pretty valuable. Um, I stopped using it for two reasons. Um, one is I did find bugs, and I, 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 they were always very good. And I always got a reply from the guy that runs Freemius, um, and he was very quick as well and very helpful. Um, but I did run across more than one bug, so that was kind of a, a bit frustrating when I found out there wasn't a problem with my plugin, it was a problem with, with Freemius, and there was mm. that kind of um, dependency kind of overhead there, which was um, not, not something I really want in, in my own plugin. Um, and the other reason was when GDPR became enforceable back in May, I, I wasn't convinced, I didn't feel comfortable, I'm sure it's fine, but I didn't feel comfortable, I wasn't necessarily convinced that the, the method that it had to ask for consent was, was good enough. And I just thought, I don't want to be open to any kind of liability, I just want to be able to, to target you know, the people that, that want to opt in. And um, it, I think it's arguable that the people that opted into usage tracking and would get sort of, Freebies has this method of once you opt into usage tracking, you can then send them off through, say, to MailChimp, that kind of thing, and sort of build up your list very quickly. And I did. I built up a list very quickly. I think I had well over 5,000 people on my mailing list um, from using Freemius in about a year. Uh, and I unsubscribed, I think I was left with about 500 after I unsubscribed everyone that didn't respond to my kind of GDPR, do you want to stay in the loop with anything happening with best notifications for WordPress thing, which I sent out in May ahead of the GDPR enforcement. So it, it dropped it right down. But at least I know that those 500 people are genuinely interested um, in the plugin rather than this kind of 5,000 person shotgun approach to yeah. um, spreading the word about you know the latest add-on or the latest bit of news with, with my plugin or whatever. So, um, but I wasn't that convinced on how they did that and I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's perfectly legal. I just, I, I felt I could do do better. So I actually re returned back to the way that I did it before um, by just using like Google Analytics and stuff. And I've just put the sign up box on my website a few, in a few more places, in more obvious places. Um, I've also tried to drive people towards mailing lists, you know, naturally. If anyone asks, oh, I want this functionality, or, and I've said, oh, that's coming, but in the form of an add on, which is, and I tend to tell people about add-ons from via a mailing list, uh, I'll ask them to sign up for the mailing list instead. And it grows much slower. I mean, I might get a few subscribers a week kind of thing, but at least I know that they're, like, it's, it's just, it's more curated, it's, it's more carefully chosen, people are definitely opting in. So that's kind of my extent of knowledge of, of tracking within my own plugin. I appreciate other people to a bit more mm. than that. They might have like a system report you can export and send off and all that sort of stuff. But um, but yeah, what, what about yourself for, for Integrate? Yeah, so, well, before I go on to Integrate, I just want to go back. So get, when you talked about Freemius and you had that huge growth in subscribers, the, the sort of 5,000, because as I understand it, Freemius, you can install it on um, a free plugin that's on the WordPress repository and it allows you to kind of upsell and get people to convert to like the premium version and unlock, is that right? Unlock the premium version from within. And it's kind of WordPress repository safe code that Freemius allow. I mean, I assume that your 5,000, you know, that huge spurt of growth, was that coming from free installs as opposed That's to- That's right, yeah. So yeah, so Freemius kind of have kind of two, two products, I guess, and it's been a little while since I've looked, they might have more than that now, but they basically have the insights, which is the um, data collection stuff that I was using, 
um, and, and kind of, you know, analytic kind of stuff. And then they have another one, which is where you can fully integrate, you know, um, up. like you've got a free version of your plugin and you want to upgrade to the pro version. You can do that from within your plugin. You don't have to go to another site and then buy, you know, the pro version and then put your license key in or install it and all that sort of stuff. It does it all from within your plugin. So it's very slick. And I think you can get, you know, some really good, um, conversion rates on doing things like that, um, but that's a different product that they offer. Right, and you were you were just using the insights, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, I just I just found that that's all I wanted to know, really. Yeah, no, that's interesting because you know I've looked at Freemus in the past and written about it and and try, you know not had the use case of of using um, that that conversion between a free and a premium plugin because I, by the time I discovered Freemus, I was already selling integrate as a completely separate pro version and had the free version on, on the WordPress uh, repository. So it didn't make sense to kind of retrofit it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, Integrate has kind of pretty bare bones, like yourself. There's, there's a lot of uh, links to the Integrate.io, like the premium website, which has the docs for the free version as well. So it kind of has that, um, you know, effect of getting people off onto the, onto the, uh, the pro site. Um, yeah, and th there's also a, there is a opt-in like an email form inside the free version, like on the sidebar, which is a, a trick I've kind of picked up from working with Delicious Brains. They do that with their, all of their free plugins. That that sidebar appears uh, when it's the free version, and it says sign up for the mailing list to hear about news, offers, whatever. But on sign up, you get a twenty percent off coupon which in a GDPR world is probably not that kosher because it's kind of, you know, it's the incentive to sign up. Um, but, you know, as long as you've got that, you know, I confirm box that I'm, you know, I want this and this is, I know what I'm doing. It's, yeah, it's something that at this point in time, it's, it's happening for me. Uh, and it's working actually. The, the, the coupon that I set up on my e-commerce site, I checked on it the other day and it's converted like over 150 um, sales, which hard to know whether or not they would, because if they've installed the free version anyway, they might have found the pro version because there is links anyway. And would they have upgraded? It's hard to know whether or not they would be customers anyway. But you know, it, it's twenty percent off and it's money in the bank in that way. So that that has converted well, and I've kind of got an email list that I don't really use, but it's there. Mm. Um, and the other main thing really with Integrate is when it comes to support, it, as soon as I get somebody um, emailing me saying, I've configured the plugin, it's not pulling the correct images or I can't get it to you do hashtag filtering or whatever, the very sort of first canned reply is, can you please go to your settings, go to the support and click the button that says download diagnostic log, which is a custom coded uh, part of the plugin that's, that basically spits out a text file with PHP version, plugin versions, what the other plugins they have, and what other versions, what what those plugin versions are, uh, and any other sort of information about how the plugin is set up and configured. So I can pretty much think, well, they've got a clash with this plugin, or um, they've set this, and that is quite clearly stopping them from achieving what they want. So I can tell them what to do, and it gives you like that insight into um, their install of your plugin. Um, but that's custom. Um, and I, I notice working and looking at other plugins, a lot of people do the same thing. 
Um, <clears throat> delicious Brains have the same thing with, with both their plugins. There's a diagnostic log that you can download, or in actual fact, if, there's a, if it's a premium um, version of the plugin, the support form is actually directly kind of injected into the plugin settings, mm -hmm. which I think is always quite a nice touch because you don't have to go off to a third-party site or you know the deliciousbrains.com site and get, log into your account and then file a support ticket. Um, it's it's right there in the plugin. But also what it does is it automatically attaches your diagnostic log because you have to kind of click a, click a checkbox to allow it to do that. But that's so easy from the plugin from us who are supporting the customer because it, it comes in straight away. Um, and you can probably nine times out of 10 identify what the issue is by looking at that diagnostic log. But yeah, what I'm, what I'm more interested in nowadays is the fact that every plugin or lots of plugins that I know do that and it's all custom built. Um, and I saw, I think, I don't know why I was doing it, but I was looking into it and, um, I came across, there's a, there's a track ticket on WordPress, uh, you know, the development track log, um, where somebody had raised basically adding a page to assist with debugging and support It's ticket three, nine, one, six, five, and I'll post it in the show notes, but it was basically somebody had realized that they do it. Somebody else does it. This plugin does it. That plugin does it. So why not standardize it like a way for WordPress users to just download uh, some information about their site that can be used and also potentially have hooks and filters everywhere. So plugins can hook into it and add their specific diagnostic info. And I thought that was brilliant because we're just reinventing the wheel every time. Um, and every new plugin does the same thing. And it's well, every new plugin I build or, 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 you know, build for other people, but you're not going to be surprised probably to find out that like many track tickets, it's two years old. Old, uh, yeah. probably not really going anywhere at the moment. It's something I have meant to try and put some time into. Um, but yeah, it's to me that's for supporting. That's a that's a really big deal having that info, um, and it's really helpful. But it would just be nice if WordPress, you know, that track ticket gets pushed along a little bit. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. You could almost have it as part of the export screen, you know, tools export, and then you've got all your post types, and you can have that, you know, diagnostics or, you know, yeah. system output or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, it seems like quite a simple thing, uh, you know, as well. I, I'm curious, when you were saying about yours is custom built, and you say um, that yours is, you, you can tell that what they've kind of got set. Can you, have you, are you outputting all the options that you've got set in the database and, and kind of what their position is? Yeah, so... Um, so the, the meat of integrate is a custom post type um, with lots of custom meta. And I just basically looped through all the custom post types that have been created for that post type uh, and just output a kind of an array of the post title, the post content and all of the meta that I care about that integrate uses. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, you can, you can see if, if somebody's created one post, which is it's basically an account, that links to an Instagram account. Um, and if they've you know, configured it in a certain way, you see that straight away from the logs that, you know, that they're not saving the image to the media library. So therefore it's, it's linking to Instagram directly and it's a broken link because Instagram have changed their URL patterns and, and stuff like that. You, you know, you know, seeing those diagnostic logs, I think makes it easier to support because you, 
you get more of a feel for like the common issues and 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 how they're you know how they occur in the in people's setups mm. but yeah absolutely i think obviously it's like the, the usage tracking issue or not issue but the usage tracking topic is it's going further than that um because the diagnostic log is more like after the fact they've come across an issue um they'll send that in and it will help you or the you know the plugin person to resolve it but usage tracking is very much more it's ongoing isn't it and it's preempt preemptive because especially when it comes to building new features or um knowing that if features are being used the usage tracking is brilliant but mm. uh, yeah i mean uh, it's interesting you're not using freemius anymore but there isn't many other kind of solutions for usage tracking i don't think because um unless you've you've looked at them recently or i haven't i came across one and i keep coming across it every now and again it pops up i think it's called user insights um and i haven't there's not a huge amount of information on their site as to how it works and stuff so i'm, I'm interested to know how it's different um i think the insights part of freemius almost seems like um like their second product but the, the first one is the whole you know everything's built into your plugin you know slick kind of sales kind of funnel um yeah. i think the user insight seems to be a bit more about you know um just yeah analytics and collecting data i'm sure there was another one i came across that i was going to check out a couple of weeks ago i can't remember what it was now i'm sure there's a third one uh, that might have been even newer and maybe not even ready and I've come across it by accident, you know, and that I did a Google search and it came up, but this guy hasn't even launched yet or something. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, the very act of, you know, sending a diagnostic is by you exporting it, you're almost providing consent there and then for doing it and sending it because you have to go through the process of generating it. But um, yeah, collecting data is, is different and there's lots of plugins out there as well that that collect data and, and don't necessarily i don't feel that it's clear enough as to what they're collecting this episode is sponsored by made with fuel a wordpress web design micro agency that specializes in designing and building websites using wordpress made with fuel works with tiny small and medium-sized businesses on websites online shops and membership sites to discuss your project visit madewithfuel.com so, yeah, I, I, I don't want to name names here because I, I, I don't want to seem incorrect. I'm just using it because it's the first example I, I could think of. But uh, the Monster Insights plugin, there's when you go to the settings for that, the first one of the, on the first screen you see when you authorize your uh, Google account to use to you know put in the Google Analytics code into Monster Insights and get it all start tracking. At the bottom of that screen, there is a checkbox that says enable usage tracking. I can't think off the top of my head, but I'm fairly sure I haven't seen a link that says what it tracks there. Um, it might well do, um, and I've just forgotten. And you know, I, I kind of, I don't want to get sidetracked and start looking it up now. And you know, on my other screen, whilst whilst we're kind of chatting, but maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But the that there is a, it's not clear enough to me anyway. And I use that plugin every day, you know, um, and I install it on all my sites, you know, to, to get. Do you, have, do you have it turned on? Do you, do you send usage data to it? Or no. are you turning it off? No. And that's the thing. I, and I think you're right. It doesn't say anything. Um, I think there's two things there because back in May when the whole GDPR stuff was kicking off, I remember there was a, there was definitely a, a couple of 
UK people tweeting about how Gravity Forms was sending quite a bit of data about the install, but without any kind of consent or, you know, right. toggle, say, this is what we're doing. And there was definitely a, I, I do remember quite a, twi- a tweet storm about it or Twitter kind of drama. Um, and that's, that's definitely one thing where I think nowadays in a post GDPR world, you have to be asking for consent and it needs to be, um, you know, off by default and you've got to actually say what you want um, to send. But it's difficult because with Monster Insights, obviously they ask us and we just say no. And it's similar. We've, we've recently introduced usage tracking in MigrateDB Pro, which is, again, on off by default. And there's a little banner that comes up saying, we've introduced usage tracking. If you'd like us to help, you know, understand how the plugin's used to, you know, make it better in the future, turn this on. But we don't actually really go into what is sent like obviously you know if you've got a plugin it's got access to the database but we only really send you know events how the plugins used what options are toggled at the same time and all this sort of stuff and it is difficult to you know outline everything that perhaps is sent but i I guess it's whether or not you go down the line of right there's no personal data being sent and everything else is like it's just pure usage right well i've migrated today with media files or have migrated via the CLI, does anyone care that that data is being sent if you've accepted like to, to that granular level? But obviously if, if it's personal data and you're saying, right, well, um, I've done a migration today and it's included the user's table and here are all the email addresses that have been sent. Like that's kind of different. And obviously we do not do that just to make that clear. But I think I would imagine monster insights, I would hope doesn't do anything with personal data, but, and it's just purely, you know, metadata around the usage of the plugin. Mm-hmm. But it is, yeah, it's an interesting um, question. Should, even though you have that consent, should it be quite granular um, describing what, what data is being uh, transferred across? Um, yeah. yeah, I have a page on my site that tells you what I collect um, when, when you use the, when you opt into usage tracking. I can't remember off the top of my head because it's been such a long time since I looked at that. It's like a, one of those set and forget kind of things that I, that I said happened not take very long to do. Um, I can't remember if I've got a link like next to the checkbox that tells you this is the page you can go to that tells you what, what's on there, but it's on my website. It's all there. And it's, it's just under like, it's under the main nav, you know, it's under policies. Um, and it and it tells you there, and I try and be as open as possible. And when I was going through and making my site, making sure my site was as GDPR friendly as I could make it, um, I made sure it was things like I say what services I'm using, as well. And you know they will have their own GDPR policies as well. You know because you know the buck doesn't stop with you. It's you know if you use other services, then you've got to kind of go down the line, as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, GDPR is sort of, sort of like, you know, the, the overarching kind of topic, isn't it, really? Um, overarching sort of theme with all this stuff about collecting data. That being said, it doesn't affect everybody. You know, if you, if you don't have, if you're not European, you know, you're not trading with a, you know, European sort of base, then you might not have that problem at all. You might have rules within your country, but it's not necessarily, uh, you know, something 
that you have to abide by. But that being said, uh, there's no way to discriminate when it comes to uh, WordPress. You know, you could be from anywhere, and that's the whole point, isn't it? So um, yeah. you, you have to sort of make sure that it's friendly. Otherwise, it's you could be liable, I suppose, which is sort of a bit of a can of worms in itself, if you think about it, because, you know, you might say, well, I don't know, you might, you might, uh, you might have a commenting system and it's only designed for US customers. And one day someone from England accidentally installs the plugin that's meant to tie into your service. It's on WordPress.org because that's where all your, you know, because that's the easiest place for it to go for all your customers to use it. But then does that mean that you're collecting data about that person unintentionally because they've installed it. I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole GDPR stuff is a minefield. And obviously, uh, since May, nothing's been even further clarified. But yeah, and it's so difficult because as you say, locationally, it's hard to it's hard to enforce, but it's also, it's hard to not um, cater for people because... Well, for example, Delicious Brains is a Canadian company, so they don't need to um, to do the same things as us in the UK under EU law, um, but they're going to have EU customers. So you, you kind of have to do that. But also, I think at the time, the discussions that we had and Brad, who runs Delicious Brains, just took the approach of it's not really necessarily um, uh, a legislative or a a question about policy or law it's more a question about ethics like he's a canadian in a canadian company but actually gdpr is a nice thing for users and it should be what other people what is the norm across the world on the internet so you know yeah we, it's funny you say that because i took the same approach when i was looking at my sites or something but gdpr just gave me that kick up the proverbial to to actually yeah. do that um, and i just want to clarify actually on something you said earlier you said do you opt in to the monster insights thing and I don't, and mainly because the sites that I um, install that on are client sites, and I don't have their permission to out opt them into usage tracking. And I could yeah. ask them, um, but uh, it, firstly, it's easier not to. Second, it could be a, a huge conversation that you don't need as part of a project, and you know, timescales and that sort of thing. But it's, yeah. it's it's up to them, and I and I try and protect my clients in that way. You know, it, it, I. I just it's one more thing it's almost like one more thing that could happen that doesn't need to happen that could be an issue later on you know and if it yeah. is things like um it tends to target the admin of the site you know a lot of these things so i installed it it's got my email address if i change that email address or i change uh remove myself and add another admin you know that kind of thing and it goes to someone else i haven't opted them in to receive an email from that you know thing so yeah it's not necessarily my position to do that. I think also, you know, I take the same approach because it's easier to turn it off. Also, I think I don't like the tracking side of things. I, you know, as a plugin developer, I'd love customers to turn on tracking because it's great for, for me. But as a user, I, I don't like to turn it on. And I particularly don't like to turn it on on things like Monster Insights. Um, and that kind of, and this is you know, calling them out slightly, but I don't know if you've noticed recently, but they, they will target, with Monster Insights installed, they will target notices in your dashboard that are obviously driven by an external API because they will change with things like 60% off for Black Friday or read up on GDPR, you know, sending you off to a link on one of their other companies' blogs. And I don't, I don't like that. that is, to me, that's 
marketing with inside a free plugin too far, um, which, yeah, the, the, there's obviously ways of converting, there's ways of um, monetizing a free plugin on the WordPress.org repository. But yeah, I think tactics like that, hijacking notices and changing notices and all that sort of stuff is, yeah, that that's too far for, for, for me. And certainly, you know, I, I think I've tweeted in the past and almost stopped using the plugins because that's it. I feel that that's intrusive. Um, you know, if I, if I want to look at your settings page, you're, you know, ring fenced in the admin, but in your plugins, in the plugin settings, and there's a link to say upgrade to pro and get this, then that's fine. But if you start injecting dashboard wide notices to try and upsell your plugin, I don't think that's cool. Um, but yeah, obviously everybody's marketing tactics are different and everybody's approaches to things are different, but yeah, it's, yeah, that, that that's my own little bugbear. I think about that plugin. Yeah, no, I, no, I understand that. It's funny you say that because I logged into a client site the other day, client I don't work with too often and he must have over hundred plugins installed. Um, it's a big site, um, but there's got a lot to do. So it's got lots of plugins and, um, I couldn't see, I logged in and obviously you get the dashboard. I couldn't see the quick draft box, which is the thing you usually see right there, you know? And I was like, it was just notice after notice after notice of upsells. That's all it was, all it was the whole thing. And I was like, I've never seen, I mean, obviously with more plugins, you'll get, you know, more notices, but I've never seen that many before. So I couldn't even see the standard widgets yeah. on the, on the home, on the, you know, home screen, home screen before. It's mad. It's and I, I do find it invasive and intrusive. However, you want to whatever you want to call it. Um, you're right. I think it needs to be a bit more bit more subtle than that. Um, and uh, I don't know if that's something that WordPress that WordPress can police. Really, I, I'm not sure that that's um, within their, their their remit. Um, I know they police certain things. So if you are you have to, I, I'm fairly sure that you, when you, for example, when you commit, you have to commit some code that has done something to the plugin. You can't just commit to WordPress.org, your plugin on WordPress.org with readme changes all the time to make it look like, you know, things mm -hmm. have been updated um, yeah. because that just invokes, you know, uh, a new update for someone's plugin. Um, it hasn't got anything new functionality. It could be that you've just put in, you know, these these little things like change the readme so that there is uh, more sales stuff in it that new users will see, and I don't think they they look upon that particularly kindly. So yeah, if they if they draw the line there, I don't really know why they shouldn't draw the line at you know, huge, great big notices, you know, and everything. Um, and it and as we touched on it before as well, it spoils the view for a new user. Um, you know, if you if you come to WordPress and the first thing you see is a great big ad for 60% off this Black Friday, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, hang on, why am I getting adverts in my WordPress dashboard? Is this what WordPress, did WordPress put this here? And they don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, true. And I think, you know, this is probably a really, really good topic for another episode is because what you've just described, that horrendous view of all you see is notices, they could actually be legitimate, you know, functionality prompts about the plugins or error messages about plugins in, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be upsells that are clouding that, that screen, but the whole notification API, the whole notification um, system within WordPress is broken, completely broken. The fact that you can ever see um, 
you know, you don't see the actual screen because it's below the fold of notices is horrendous and that does need to change. And I think we should definitely talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have gone slightly um, oh, off, off topic, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it's funny actually, because I was thinking earlier, you were saying about, you know, collecting data, collecting plug um, data and having people opt in to, to plugins and stuff. And yeah, it's probably not the most abused part of a website. The most abused part is obviously the front end. And, you know, yeah, even people now, they don't care about consent all that much, you know, even with GDPR and everything like that. And even if you do have GDPR stuff, there's that, well, we can do what you like with your data because you consented. You know, it's because everyone clicks, I agree. Otherwise, it takes you forever to see a website. Yeah. It's made it worse, hasn't it? actually. The GDPR sort of stuff that have been brought in to mitigate um, bad uses of data have actually made people just desensitised to saying yes. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, but although to their credit, they they didn't want that to happen. What's happened is that people have abused that in itself. So they they've said, right, you need to ask for consent if you want to show them, you know, ads and store cookies and da 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 da, on a basic level. But the people that put those little consent boxes, so you go to a site and you have the pop-up, it says, do you consent, yes or no? You click no. And then you have to go through every bit of black magic there is to get to not seeing any of that stuff. That's the abuse right there, as opposed mm -hmm. to it should be just a yes or no. You know, it should be a, you know, yes, you can tick certain things or not and everything like that. I'm not sure if you need to make it that granular. Uh, maybe, maybe you do. Maybe that's how much responsibility you need to give to your user. But... Yeah, they have abused that part of it. You know, it's easier to click yes than no. There was nothing in the legislation to make that straightforward. It, it, they didn't say you have to make it simple. You have to just make sure that they have consent. And um, ultimately, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's arguable that this sort of thing should have been included in as a mechanism within web browsers, not on websites at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, which would have been universal and, and a lot easier to use. Much like how, you know, Google... Chrome or Safari or whatever will ask, do you want to allow your location? Do you want to allow your webcam? Do you want to allow access to, you know, your phone? Yeah, yeah. it has a little tiny pop-up thing. So, yeah, I, and again, we're probably going off on a, on a slight tangent, but it's a shame that that kind of thing exists. But there is no standardized process. Okay, you've got a standardized process of a pop-up or however, or a, a bar somewhere or whatever, but asking for consent. There's no standardized process for that within WordPress. And I think that somewhat leaves it open for, um, you know, uh, tr well, trouble with legislation for a start, because, you know, it's, it's a bit more, it's quite, it's quite niche, isn't it? You know, really, if, you know, people that police GDPR uh, went and said, okay, we're looking at the front end of a website, what about the back end of the website? What about what you're doing with that user's data? I'm not sure where the where the line is, and I'm not sure how it uh, how it um, how they would ever, you know, find find that, and uh, unless they were tipped off by somebody. And then there's a heck of a lot of tracing it back to the person that abused them with that plugin in the first place. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is that it's only ever going to be. Um a problem until somebody is like taken to task on it and it, it, there is an enforcement of the law on that person but when that case comes then I guess it's it things will change uh, at least from the back end point of view because you mentioned that is that the WordPress has as a 4.5 or whatever whichever release came out you know there was the GDPR tools with uh, 
the ability to de delete data, the data of users for users to request what data the site held on them. So at least the, to a, to a point, there's some standardization around that for um, site owners. But yeah, it's a lot of GDPR stuff and the work that's gone into it has felt a little bit wasted. But yeah. Yeah, and I agree. I, think, I love the fact that you mentioned that you're GDPR friendly. Like nobody nobody wants to say compliant because how you know it's it's a grey area, I think. You'd have to be a GDPR warlord to know exactly what, what would make you completely compliant and stuff like that. And I, you know, as a small business, I don't have the I don't have the the, the capacity or the, the funding to be able to kind of do it all. I just do the best job I can and I don't abuse people's data and I try and be upfront and honest about it. I mean, that's, that's kind of me and, and my business anyway, but I can't, I can't possibly do it to the level that I think they probably want you to do it at. And I yeah. think only really, really big companies can, you know, uh, that they can throw as much, you know, manpower, person power, you know, code at it that they can and then kind of get it, get it working, but I bet even then they have holes all over the place, you know, with legacy systems and all that sort of stuff must be a nightmare. Yeah, and, and third-party stuff like you mentioned earlier, like you can't help the things that, you know, you can't be held responsible for the the services that you use that in turn your customer's data gets put towards. But yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a complete nightmare really. And it, it, last year was just almost wasted. A lot of, a lot of work gone into it, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I, know what you mean. I had something else to, um, to add, but I can't remember what it was. If I think of it, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, cool. Right. Well, that's us done. I think. Should we, uh, should we catch up next time and wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah. I don't know. We've got anything else on there. It's uh, yeah, it's a minefield. If anyone wants yeah. to standardize this stuff and make data collection and data usage and, all that stuff easier within WordPress. Fill your boots. Yeah, I'll definitely post a link to that track ticket and hopefully I can get some movement on that. But yeah, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and see you next time, Jack. Thanks, yeah, see you next time.